0: By esteemed journalist colleagues around the world, who generously provided material to supplement my reporting. To tell this truly global story, I relied extensively on news articles and books written not just in English, but also in Chinese, Korean, and Japanese. Having been partly educated in Japan, I had no trouble reading the Japanese articles. For the Chinese and Korean materials, I relied on assistants fluent in those languages. Prologue. I used to rule the world. That Wednesday, the empire went silent. Across the country, from Boston to San Francisco, Apple stores shooed away customers in the middle of the day and locked their doors. In Chicago, the staff hung a white curtain across its glass storefront. In Washington, D.C., a security guard stood watch in front of the entrance. In Manhattan, the lights and computers were still on but the floor was eerily vacant. Inside all of these stores, employees gathered around video monitors for the start of the memorial service to honor the untimely death of their visionary leader. Steve Jobs had been battling cancer for years, so his passing in early October 2011 had not been surprising, but it was no less devastating. In Apple's Tokyo store, employees openly cried. It was the middle of the night, But they had come in just for this occasion. They had been present when Jobs had stopped by a few years before, and it was inconceivable for them not to bear witness to his last gathering. On the other side of the world, at Apple's One Infinite Loop headquarters in Northern California, it was morning. Fans from near and far had made a pilgrimage to the campus, placing flowers, balloons, and notes in a makeshift memorial alongside the sidewalk in front of Jobs' office building. As employees headed to the courtyard for the ceremony, they passed a colorful string of a thousand paper cranes hanging on a tree in a Japanese symbol of peace. The American, Californian, and Apple flags at the entrance flew at half-staff. Posted signs asked employees to refrain from putting up photos online. Secrecy was law at Apple, but it was particularly important on this day. The company wanted to mourn the loss of its CEO quietly, away from the public's gaze. One enterprising television station dispatched a helicopter that hovered over the campus with a video camera that captured the scene. The live footage showed people packed around the company's outdoor amphitheater. Fall was coming, and the leaves on the trees were blushing red. Thousands of employees filled the courtyard. More lined up outside as shuttle buses delivered workers from Apple's satellite offices. Jobs's widow, Laureen, sat discreetly to the left of the stage. Dressed in black, her eyes hidden behind sunglasses, she flashed the barest of smiles. Apple employees whose offices faced the courtyard looked out from their balconies. Next to them, draped on the buildings, were massive black-and-white photos of jobs two stories high. The deification of the fallen emperor had begun. In one photo, a young job sat in lotus position cradling an original Macintosh computer in his lap. In another shot from 2004, Jobs clasped his hands, a hint of a smile suggesting a quiet confidence, almost as if he foresaw Apple's coming ascendancy. The third image would adorn the cover of his biography, a bearded Jobs with his hand touching his chin, a portrait of a man who knew he had changed the world. Nearby lay stacks of white program books with the title Remembering Steve. Inside was a copy of a commencement speech that Jobs had given at Stanford University in 2005. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life, it said. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Lost in the inspirational messages was the hubristic side of Jobs, arrogant and controlling, an obsessive-compulsive tyrant. Now that he was gone, these complexities only added to his myth. Although Apple's faithful were gathered to celebrate their CEO's extraordinary life, many in attendance were eager to prove that Apple would endure without him. The executive team had been running the company for some time, but they were painfully conscious of the immense challenge ahead. The world would be watching for any sign of faltering. Former Vice President Al Gore, a member of Apple's board of directors, told the crowd to have faith.